0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply in South Wales. Authorisation number TP-01005. We're going to jump to our next guest. And so this man, he knows as much as anyone about talent in South Australia. He's been around for a long time. He was my coach in the under-18s, actually, and uh, I'm really excited to have him on he has been
0: um, around a long time, if that's the case. Then. Absolutely, because
1: I'm <laughs> starting to get on now. But uh, just before we get to him, you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Brenton Sticks-Phillips, welcome to Sports ASA. Daniel,
2: how are you? My favourite player of all of them.
1: Yes, I've worded him up well, Bonds. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going well, thanks, Sticks. How about yourself?
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty good, thanks. Pretty good.
1: Now, you're obviously in the talent manager role at the moment. You coached SA in the 18s for how many years?
2: Well, it's about 13, I think, in the end.
1: 13 years. You've obviously had a lot of success and a lot of great players. Um, Do you get asked by many people who the best is that you've seen come through?
2: Oh, Daniel
1: Menzel, by far. He, outside he's of, number one.
2: Come on, sticks. Move on, move on. Outside move of on. myself,
1: <laughs> I would actually like to know is there. If, when you'd obviously get asked this question. I'm guessing
2: that you'd ben give Troy it a straight back. We had Troy Menzel after <laughs> that one, too, so. we'll this, Keep it all in the fence. This guy oh, is look, good. It, it's hard to really um, define them, I reckon. You know, each year, we South Australia always produces. Good footballers. There's no question about that. Our systems, uh, in terms of our uh, development programs at our clubs, so they come into our clubs, at, some of them come in at 13 years of age and, and progressing our development squads through to the under-15s, 16s, and then into that under-18 competition. So we have a fantastic structure, so it's, it's great to watch them come through year in, year out. But, you know, there's been some fantastic... Isaac Rankin's probably the one that really, to me, I'm looking forward to his next few years of football to see where he can elevate his game. Um, Jack Graham um, was another one that really, uh, I really got a lot of joy out of watching Jack come through. There wasn't a lot of raps on him in his 18th year, um, but in his 16th year and even in his 18th year, he won the medal for the best player in the competition in terms of the national championship. So um, he was always going to go on to be something special. And then you then you get the blokes like Caleb uh, Daniels, who everyone said, no, nah, couldn't get drafted, too small, not good enough, and then goes on to get drafted and then becomes a premiership player. Those are the ones that excite you the most.
1: Yeah, some good names there. I have no doubt that you won't be the only person in Adelaide excited about Isaac Rankin's year next season for the Adelaide Crows. Uh, a couple of guys I want to touch on, uh, a couple of guys that I've played with at the Wolverhampton Tyrants last year, Mateus Philippu and Adam DeLoyer. Now, yep. first question sticks on this is these two guys. Now, when did you notice these guys? You talked about them coming through 13s, 15, 16s. Have they been on the radar for a long time now and you've known of them or have they had different progressions along the way?
2: They've had slightly different progressions. Uh, Adam's uh, come through that uh, that program and, and played in the... Um, well, he came through that interrupted COVID period when they went to an under-17s and an under-19s competition before they reverted back to an under-18s competition. So he, we've known about Adam for some time. Uh, Matthias is a little bit different. Mateus comes with a bit of a um, basketball background and uh, he sort of bubbled along uh, in his own sort of steam... And um, really got to know him in his 17th year and then obviously burst onto the the scene in his 18th year. And he's got something special about him, Matthias. Yeah, no doubt he absolutely does. Uh, Sticks, I just want
0: to know if there's any difference you've seen over the past maybe 10 years with the professionalism of all sample clubs growing. Have you seen, I guess, a, a marked improvement with the young development players, like from 10 years ago to now, are they better prepared?
2: I believe so, yeah. I think our clubs do a wonderful job in preparing them for the next level, whether that be, you know, senior football at their sample footy club or even onto the AFL level. Look, it's still a very difficult thing to get drafted. It's... um, the, the numbers will suggest you know this year's draft is probably going to be down around about fifty five to sixty selections. So be so to be selected in that group, you, you know you got to have a lot of things going right for you. So uh, it, it becomes really pointy, and then that actually elevates the fact that they have to be professional. To get through the system, you have to show professionalism. You have to show diligence. You have to show the willing and want to work hard in all, all situations. So, yeah, that, that, um, that has increased over the years.
1: So you, you mentioned the 55 to 60 players drafted this year. So what is the pass mark in your eyes for South Australia? How many would you like to see drafted? Um, and uh, what's, uh, how's it going to stack up, I guess, in comparison to recent years?
2: Well, we work, down, we always work to the, the average of 15. We, we, we benchmark ourselves against 15% of the total draft pool. So wherever the draft pool sits, we, we're looking to get 15%. So if we're down around 50 or 60, help me out with the Mass boys, we're probably down in around about 10 or thereabouts, of the draft pool that we're um, we're after, so um, she would like to see 2025 and get drafted. But the reality is that that's that won't happen. Now the the good part about it, and I'm not a big fan of it, there's still the opportunity to get taken in the mid-season draft. So whilst it might shut on you now, the, the door is still always open to get drafted if you want to put in the work at the sample club. And, and really knuckle down and get into some heavy workload, there's a chance that you could get drafted uh, as a 19, 20, 21 year old
0: As you mentioned, it's a very hard to get drafted. Is there a support process for the guys that don't get drafted?
2: Um, that is basically through the clubs. So uh, that is our genuine support mechanism. They, they The opportunity to go back into their sample clubs and just re-engage with their sample clubs and, as I said, continue to work really hard. We, we have a player welfare that uh, will touch base with them post the draft. Those that we thought would be unlucky not to get drafted will touch base with them and, and check in with them, as we will do during the course of the year. So there is that mechanism to, to pick them up, to to refocus them and then to push them in the right direction again. Now,
1: Sticks, uh, you made an interesting point there. We've talked about uh, the mid-season draft a little bit here on Sports Day. You're not a fan of it. There's some interesting opinions on it in terms of the length of contract, uh, the age that players are getting taken. I'd love to hear your perspective on this.
2: Yeah, I, I come from a traditional sample perspective, so that's where all my focus sort of lies. I, I think is, if I was a coach of a sample club, yes, I'd be really pleased for the individual player to get taken into the system, but if that comes at the expense of your club. Um, so clubs that do a lot of work in terms of trying to get lists organised, come March, April or May or whatever the, the uh, mid-season draft is, they're snatched out of your grasp. So we take some, someone like Gomelg, for instance, where they have Brett Tanner go out of their their system, they have Sam Durden go out of their system, they go from, you'd suggest a very good chance of playing in a grand final to really battling to, to get in there. So it, it can change the whole complexity of your competition. Yes, great for the individuals, but for the whole competition, just to me, it's got some whiskers on it.
0: Just want to talk to you about the draft combine, and these are these had a couple of times a year, and then... Uh, I just want to know, what's the importance, what p- importance do the clubs put on the combine? Because the scouts are there watching these young kids every week and they're watching tape and tape and tape. And then they have this combine. Is is there, uh, is, there is that a chance for a player to all of a sudden come from the back of the field to the top, to the head of the field?
2: Uh in some instances, yes, that will be the case. If they blow a twenty-meter uh, sprint apart and really put some play some really good times, or if they run an unbelievable two-k time trial, makes people stand up and take notice. I call it the finishing touches. So they watch them play footy. They've got all the vision for. Them. We supply up thousand bloody um, GPS data um, <laughs> back to the clubs. Now, this is the last bit. They just want to see if they, you know, if what they're seeing on the field equates to what the the clock and the time clock is telling them once they get going. So I call it the finishing touches and it's probably, you know, to me, the top end might move up one or down one space in terms of the, the uh, batting order is what the clubs are probably looking at there. What they do do is they like them all in one spot so they can actually interview them, see how they um, conduct themselves around uh, different environments, um, put them out of their comfort zone a little bit. Uh, and some of, the, some of the questioning and some of the interviews that clubs uh, go through is, is quite funny. Well, that was going to be my
0: next question, actually, is the, the player interviews. Is is that done on purpose, like asking them really left-field questions, you know, like uh, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Um, <laughs> is it just to get a reaction from the player or is there any anything scientific behind that questioning?
2: Oh, they have their sports psychs going with them, so there's probably something in behind it. But I think what it is, it's actually to see if you can actually think on your feet. Um yeah, you know, and that's basically to me what it's all about. You know, they ask people to count backwards in sevens from 100 backwards. Like, I'd struggle to get to the first two before <laughs> uh, I tapped out. But, um, you know, so they, they do ask some weird questions. But once again, it's about seeing if the player's honest and, and answers it in a certain manner. And, um, yeah, and just seeing if they can actually be light on their feet, think think their way through it, or just, you know, at the end of the day, go, no. Oh, What's that all about?
1: Yeah, it's a a great point that that Sticks makes their bonds around the thinking on your feet. I I wasn't asked too many challenging ones, but I I did hear a story about someone who got asked to call a horse race and to call a (laughs) horse race from start to finish. And I thought, how tough would that be to actually do as an 18-year-old kid um, to call a horse race about nothing you know about? Styx, how would you go
2: with that? How would I go? Um, I'm not too good, I wouldn't have thought. So it'd be a very short horse race, I reckon. They'd be out of the barriers and they'd be across the finishing line before you
1: knew it. <laughs> that's that's great. Um, now, I wanted to ask you, the TAC Cup obviously is an extremely good competition. How do we compare over here in South Australia with our under-18s competition? Obviously, players can play in the reserves in the league comp. Where do you think it's at and how is it looking for future sake in the sandfall? Yeah, look, that's.
2: It's a distinctly different competition. So there that's their end of their club. So they come through that TAC club environment, they get to their eighteenth year and that is the end of their journey with inside that football club. We have the added advantage of staying inside our football club once we get to our eighteenth year. If we're not drafted, then we go on to reserve grade and then hopefully lead grade. Whereas a kid coming out of the TAC Cup, we'll have to then come out of the Sandringham Dragons or one of the other competitions they got over there and then look to find a VFL club or back into the local community environment. So it has its advantages in terms of their focus, their TAC Cup focus is 100% on developing individual players to play AFL football. Ours is slightly different. We're getting better at it, I must admit, uh, we're getting much, much better at that. But it's not. It's about developing that player to go on and play league football with a view of if they're good enough, they can play AFL football.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so touching on those players, we've already spoke about Matthias and Adam D'Aloia. Is there some other ones that we should take a look for and keep our eye out on? Oh, Isaac Keel is one that springs to mind, Harry Barnett. Is there a few others that we need to keep an eye on, Sticks?
2: Yeah, the ones that I'm really looking forward to seeing is you mentioned Harry Barnett. So he's a 202 centimetre rackman, West Adelaide. So he had a fantastic um, under-18 carnival this year, all Australian at that level as a, as a rackman. Isaac Keeler, uh, I've watched this kid as come through as a 15-year-old right the way through and. He can do some really special things on a football field. He's a genuine 198 centimetre, smooth-moving, indigenous lad from up Port Augusta area. Can show some signs of being that laconic-type footballer, but when he wants to get up and motor, gee, he's got some tricks about him. Um, Max Michelani, so uh, Jim Michelani's... um, Young Colt, so he's obviously um, the crows who will take him with a father son pick, so he's a sort of lock. Jacob Ryan's one from Glenelg and Sacred Heart College. He's an interesting one, plays predominantly off a half back line and just a really good intercept um, half backer that can really penetrate. Well, reminds me a bit of a young uh, Daniel Mendel, as, as a matter of fact, and the way he can read it and cut it. And, and then rebound it and repel it back out the other way. So they're the, they're the main ones that uh, went across to the um, National Combine. And then there's probably one or two out of the State Combines I reckon's a crummy chance. I, I really like a kid from down at South Adelaide, a kid called Kyle Marshall. So he's a genuine 200-centimetre key defender. So he's, he's got some real speed about him, so I quite like what he does and I'd love to see him get on the list somewhere. Reminds me a little bit of uh, Harry Petty when he comes through my programs a few years ago, so and Harry goes on to be a premiership player, so he's a type of, a kid that I reckon will get on the list. Now, sticks on a
0: personal note, I just wondered whether the either the Adelaide Footy Club or the Port Adelaide Footy Club have approached you to come to the club and be their number one junior recruiter. Uh, no, <laughs> good answer. answer. No. <laughs> is, is that is that something that would interest you? Like you obviously love the role that you're doing. You've been in it a long time. But if if an AFL club approached you to become their junior development officer, for want of a better term, uh, is that something you'd
2: look at? Oh, look, I'm I'm really comfortable and happy at the sample. Would I say no? And would I not talk to them? No, you'd be mad not to. So, you, I I have an open mind about most things. So, but. In saying that, I'm really comfortable and um, I love what I do at the, the Sample. But if they come to me, yeah, of course you'd have. A, you'd be mad if you didn't have, have a look at it.
1: Sticks, it's been great talking with you. It's always very insightful. We appreciate you joining us on Sports Day SA and next time we'll get you on to call that race for us as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very good. Dan Menzel wins that race by a short <laughs> ass head. There we the go. Thanks,
1: <laughs> <Fake> Sticks. <laughs> there we go. Cheers. Sticks Thanks. Phillips there. Thank you very much. They're always so insightful, their bonds. Um, he, he's mentioned plenty of names there. He gave some really good perspective on a lot of different players. And the thing that probably amazes me and others is they know about these players from such a long way out, as, yes. as early as 13. Yes. Uh, I mean, th- there's not many that can slip through the cracks. If that's the case,
0: no. And and you, if you have ability and you are going to make it at the top level, generally you will. But every now and again, there's there's a diamond in the rough, and and I'm sure Brenton Phillips has had a few diamonds in the rough that he's gone through and gone. Yeah, this I, I see something special in this kid. I'm just waiting, and maybe you know that to Cole Marshall from South Adelaide, maybe he's the one. That goes through. Yeah, you
1: might be. I mean, he talked about Caleb Daniel as well. It's yes. that usually it's a knock, one thing that's a knock on a player that they go, "Well, this guy can play," but you're gonna you're gonna uh, be hesitant because of one reason, and they absolutely prove them wrong in the long run.
2: Want to witness the world's biggest football game?